Listen to Reverend Samuel Drew, Senior Pastor of Grace and Two Tabernacle International, Ghana in West Africa. He comes your way with this podcast. Reverend Samuel Drew is the founder of Revival Africa and Beyond, a non-denominational mission movement. He's also the convener of international conference called Zizendorf Missions Conference, which gathers people, church workers, and church ministers from around the world for a reviving experience for God's mission. Now, Reverend Samuel Drew. Hallelujah. The Lord is here. Most High God, we thank you. You are definitely here. We know it. We sense it. We can't deny it. You are here. You are here in your word. You are here by your spirit. You are here in our experience. Lord, you are here. And we worship you. We thank you. Nothing moves you away from our center where you rightly belong. As a church, as your people, throughout this year, we choose to set the Lord always before us. We will look unto him. Even now we look unto him. And not only shall we look unto him, but we shall look unto him diligently. In his face is our conquest. Our conquest is in his face. Looking at that face, we move from conquest to conquest. We are not intimidated by anything. We are not stopped by anything. You are here. And we are here for you. Speak to us. As the conqueror to your conquering children. Speak words of life to us. Teach our fingers to war. And our hands to battle. And to seize conquest in all wars and battles. Guide us, precious Holy Spirit. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said amen. Amen. God Richard bless you. Seeing you every Sunday, my interpretation is that I'm not just seeing members of the church, but I am seeing conquering people. And I've already showed you what testimony means. If you are that kind of person, Satan will give up on you soon. All the things I demonstrated for you here, it will give up on you soon. Because you have set the Lord before you. By the grace of God, 
and by the guidance of his Holy Spirit, he has loved us so much, not only to save us from our sins, but also declare for us that it is our time of conquest. And just so that you will be rooted in the word of conquest, the Lord himself has set the chief of the conquerors before us to look at him. Jesus is the captain of the conquerors. So we get the vivid picture of our conquering Lord. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, looking onto the captain of our conqueror, we see that a picture of a conqueror is someone who has the end in view. You should send the devil a note in advance that you are getting to the end. That amen can be better. Amen. I'm saying you should send the devil a notice in advance that you are getting to a no, no quitting no fainting I'm getting to the end the end of my Christian life I am not of those who turn back but I'm of those that believe to the end I'm a preacher to the end. A husband to the end. A father to the end. Praise God. Hallelujah. A minister to the end. You have to send that notice to anything that wants to eliminate you. Number two, picture of a conqueror who is our Lord himself is a picture of someone with endurance. Now you must understand that Hebrews chapter 12, the verse number 1, the contest is a contest of running the race. The last sentence line in the first verse of Hebrews chapter 12 is the race that is set before us. Let us run with patience or endurance the race that is set before us. Your Christian life has to be lived day by day with the discipline of endurance. Don't wait for some, you know, uh, some supernatural lifting and then, you know, no. A day at a time. Stamina. Discipline, endurance, 
and you are getting there like somebody running a race I want to inform you by the grace of God and for your joy that if you prepare yourself well, your mind, your soul, you can do this Christian thing. You can finish. You can run the race. It's just a preparation. That is what is coming from here. The orientation. Have an end in view. Don't, don't be goalless. I want to get there. This is this is the end I see. Then you come back. Okay, I'm now going to endure. I'm going to have some stamina and fortitude a day at a time. With just that mental preparation, you will make it. Then, thirdly, a picture of a conqueror is someone who despises shame. Shame. So, you don't let anything that is shameful and ignominy to stop you. You are shameless. No matter what others are saying. No matter what they are not saying. You despise that. Why? Because you have an end in view. Then we saw the life of the conquest. Of, of conquest. It is a life that endures contradiction of sinners. No, it endures contradiction of sinners. You know, uh, things that uh, come from people who don't understand you. You, you endure. Joyful endurance for that matter. Number two, it is a life that strives against sin. No matter what a Christian has, he is down if there is sin in his life. He is down. Real Christianity does not magnify material things as you know the greatest gain of, of this thing. No. The Bible says that supposing that gain is godliness from such turn away. That, that is not the testimony of Christianity. The testimony of Christianity is that I am freed from my sins. I am freed from my sins. Freed from sin. It's, 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 it's a freedom that you don't want to exchange for any other thing. And when the Lord gives you that freedom, you now live a life that strives against sin. 
I'm not going to lie with you. It's not going to happen. Oh, yes. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to wipe my mouth clean and appear as if nothing has gone wrong. I will speak the truth. I will speak out. Even if I am going to be in trouble, I will speak out. Maybe I wasn't watchful. I was in church with you and somehow we're getting so close. I didn't pay attention and I even got pregnant. And I'm a Christian. I'm not going to cover it now or even abort it. I'm going to speak out. I'm going to say this is wrong. I'm going to tell my pastor. I'm going to tell the deaconess. I'm going to I'm going to come out. That is a life of conquest. Not the, the guy telling you, don't let anybody hear this one. Don't yeah. let anybody hear. It. Then you go for counseling for some, you know, uh, uh, church people. They also tell you, no, no, no. The, the one who is involved is even a pastor. Oh, then don't say anything. Don't say anything. So That is a life of defeat. And I show you a mystery or a secret. If you want to be a conqueror in life, always bring things to light. Bring things to light. Don't hide. Don't be doing chokodo, chokodo. Bring things to light. Don't bottle up. Bring things to light. You see, you bottle things up, then one day you blow up. You want to be an overcomer? How many of you want to be an overcomer? Then bring things to light. Bring your faults to light. Don't allow anybody to be gossiping in your ears. You'll be defeated. If you can't say it in the presence of this person in the light, I don't want to hear it. Amen. Amen. You are striving against sin all the time. It is also a life that is chastened by the Lord. Now, once again, Hebrews chapter 12, you must understand that we are in a stadia. We are in a race. Okay? There is a race. Now, the word chasten there speaks of discipline. You are not going to do the 100 meters, 400 meters, and 800 meters if you are not disciplined. For the athlete, the discipline will be the control of his diet and the, some physical exercises he does. But for the Christian, his discipline is different. Your discipline is different. 
It can come from life situations. It can come from the people God has set over you. Just so that you can run the race. Let me show you the people you should love most in life. Those who insist on your personal discipline. They are the people you should love most in life. Somebody who just allows you to be you is your enemy. The people you should give space in your life is the people who can tell you as it is, not what you want to hear. But the grace of God, I have friends like that. Some of them, I remember a friend of mine wrote a letter to me and he told me, he told me, no, this thing is wrong. Another friend of mine, he called me, he did not get me, then he sent me a test. It was about 11, 12 in the night. He said, I came to your meeting and I saw you were doing this. It is wrong. I'm telling you. So I say, so so a friend went to me and far and was saying what twelve or catch and say me bounce was and now yes I do me say and yeah at the papa or catch reno. He told me the things that you are you were saying. He used a certain way. He said, Be careful, be careful, be careful. I don't want to say it. So I catch and say someone now walk on the year, the year so so best of a can. I will tell I will tell leaders. Amen. Amen. We, we were in this conference. I'm talking about discipline. In one of our conferences here, one of my friends, in the course of the conference, somebody else was supposed to speak. Then he sent me a message. He said, look, I sense the conference has ended. That person should not be allowed to speak. That is my friend. So for see what was here, what is your Don't person allow that person to speak. speak. Say, no, what's sending a message. He said, and I didn't say I'm the conference conference convener. What are you talking about? And when God was leading us to do ZMC, where were you? Go to your church and do ABC. No. I said, brother, I understand. And we did the right thing. You may never know. And the conference ended well. So for say, one said, me and I ZMC by and I would you for you know what you would that is the pastor you have by the grace of God. We understand the spiritual discipline. Well, the next thing is that the next uh, a life of a conqueror is a life that perseveres. I mean, you 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 will have to hear this over and over again. Perseverance, endurance. Then the heart of conquest, peace and holiness with all men. Follow peace and holiness with all men. No striving, no fighting. This is why I can't greet. Why can't you greet the person? Something is wrong with you. You are not a conqueror. Something which happened 10 years ago. It is still a case for you. Can't you see that you are not a conqueror? So all that I've said so far is Hebrews chapter 12 from the verse number 1 to the verse number 14. 
Enti de makani nyina no ebi Hebrew for ngoma ne ti ba akokosi chichemu dunan no mo. Now we are in the verse number 15. Afi yo chichemu dunum no looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God. Was say munhye ye na mo bi anane na ti ankyere wo nyankopon adom no. Now that looking there is coming from the verse number 2 looking unto Jesus. It is So he gives all this talk of the life of the conqueror. Then he says, I'm still on that subject, 15, looking diligently. The looking you are doing, look diligently. I want to throw us a question, a general question. What is your vision for the year and for life? Now, this question can give rise to different answers depending on who you are talking to. Very impressive answers. Sometimes even pastors have no, this is my vision. Some people have even made a business out of casting vision for others. They help people to have vision. It's a business. They are vision casters and creators. They come to your business, want to give you a vision. They come to your organization, want to give you a, you know, we want to help you to construct a vision. But for the Christian, the Christian, his vision is the answer to that question. What is your vision for this year, for your life, is looking unto Jesus. The Christian doesn't have many visions. He has only one vision. It is the vision of his Lord. Psalm 16, verse 8. Psalm 16, verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me. Like you are setting a clock, a watch, a TV. I have set the Lord and he is always, not sometimes, or not most of the times, always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I shall not be moved. The common vision for the common Christian is this looking unto Jesus. Look up here. I'm talking to everybody, no matter the stage you are. We have a common vision. Are you married? What is the vision for your marriage? Looking unto Jesus. That's how a husband will love the wife. He picks something from Jesus. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. So Are you a family person? What is the vision for the family? Looking unto Jesus. Are you 
Are you in a business? What is the vision in the business? Look unto Jesus. As a matter of fact, this vision is a vision in living and a vision in dying. Romans chapter 14 verse 8. Romans 14:8. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, the vision, looking unto Jesus. We live unto looking unto Jesus. And whether we die, we die looking unto Jesus. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. If we're here with me, say amen. amen. So, even in your dying, it is your vision. By the way, if your vision cannot pass the test of still being a vision, when you are dying, you have to examine that vision. Again. What is the last thing you talk about five seconds to death? Is it your money? Is it your marriage? I mean, let's be serious. Is it your house or your car? What in the world will Mr. Jones and Mrs. Smith be talking about? That is the radical extent of the Christian vision. It is for life and it is for death. Now, back to Psalm 16, the verse number 8. 16.8. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Vision of the Lord. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoice. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Now, this person is talking about being laid down in the grave, in death. He said, this is my vision. Therefore, my flesh also shall rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in hell. Neither will you suffer your holy one to see corruption. Vision in death. How are people dying? It must be scary. This is somebody's statement that is about to die. Thou will show me the path of life. I thought you were dying. No, because Christ our life. The vision is a vision of life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Thou will show me the path of life in thy presence. To be absent in the body to be, is to be present with the Lord. I will show up in your presence. It's fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Vision in death. 
I am challenging you to have this vision that you can answer right and boldly, even in death. That is the radical extent of Christian vision. Looking onto Jesus. Now, Acts chapter 8. The verse number 54. Um, 7.54. 7.54. Now, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. Stephen was preaching. He said, shut up. We don't want to hear what you're talking about. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven, like I showed you here. And he saw the glory of God. This year you will see the glory of God. Amen. Amen. All my problems. Let them come again. All the problems. Problems come. Where are the problems, people? Yeah, problems. Remember where your problem was. Jesus, can you come? I have said the Lord always before me. He being full of the Holy Ghost. They were stoning him. They are biting everything. But the Bible says, he looked up steadfastly. And saw the glory, the doxa, the kabod, the glory of God, and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. This year, that is the vision you'll be seeing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Even in death, in this year you will enjoy your Christian life. Can I have a good amen? Amen. Let me do amen contest in the church. Uh, I mean, the equalizer is not good. Those of you here, shout amen. amen. You need a mic over here. Over here, amen. amen. It's a contest. Help your people to win. Over here, amen. amen. Over here, amen. amen. At the top, amen. amen. I'll tell you the winner at the end of the service. Amen. Amen. Being full of the Holy Ghost. This year, may you be full of the Holy Ghost. It will make all the difference. You will see things differently. Ghana is hard. You see the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Elections are coming. <laughs> I see the glory of God. This is what is happening. I see the glory of God. I see the glory of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice because they can't see and stop their ears and run upon him with one accord. Fifty-nine, and they stoned Stephen. And so what? Calling upon God and saying, "Lord Jesus, receive my spirit." The the history was on the side of Stephen. These people, nobody knows about them. They were just 
Is it an achievement to throw a stone? I mean, you throw a stone. Is it an achievement? I'm asking you, is it an achievement? But look at heroic, gallant dying. That is history. And he made it. Was it worse, Stephen? I'm born in Yanano. Now, I'm born by a set. Already, yes, when some enemy demon who miss it. This year, you will live heroically. I say, you will live heroically. Amen. Look here. Heroes are not for Facebook. You understand? People are really living and surviving things. They are not on Facebook. People get up in the morning. They don't know where food is coming from. Yet they have joy and they are able to live. They are not on Facebook. Some 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 girl who is telling the boss, you are not going to have your way with me. That lady is not on Facebook. Nobody is clapping for her. She is a heroine. She is a hero. And I'm saying this here. You will join the heroes of faith. Lift your right hand and say, I will join the heroes of faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lord Jesus received my spirit. He kneeled down and cried with a loud voice. Then he said, Lord, don't punish these people. Time will fail me to read about Paul 2 in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 to 8. You will see that it was his vision when he was dying. Now, let's look at this message very closely. Looking diligently. Then he says, lest any man fail of the grace of God. We will be reading, studying all the way from 15 to 17 today. Just three verses. Three verses. Number one, we'll be looking at the charge. Number two, the caution. Number three, the consequence. Number one, the charge to focus. Number two, the caution against failure. And number three, the consequences of foolishness. When you are not wise, so that it will be soft. Just say it in a way, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't, yeah. We understand that it is like that, but say it in another way. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. You understand your language, don't you? When we say foolishness, you can still be going like this. But when we say the other one, you say what? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, 15, looking diligently. I say, I've come here by the grace of God to charge every one of us to focus. 
Sometimes you are in a church but you are not focusing. Sometimes you say you are a Christian but you are distracted. What does it mean to focus then? 15. Looking diligently is a charge. It speaks of the focus of a sentinel. A sentinel is a watchman or a guard. Now, let's say this whole platform I'm on here is a, is a city. They used to build towers in the early days. High rising towers. You know, first of all, they make walls to fortify themselves. Like the wall of Jericho. Then you see penetrating towers. It comes out of the fortified walls. They are called watch towers. And then they place a watchman on it who is a soldier. Now, these days, we may be using a telescope. Those days, they didn't have. So, that was the best mechanism they could come up with. So whoever is there is standing on it to watch out for possible enemy attacks. And he does that diligently. Let's see an example. Second Kings chapter 18, verse 8. 2 Kings chapter 18, the verse number 8. He smote the Philistines even unto Gaza and the borders thereof from the tower of the watchmen to the fence city. The tower of the watchmen. It is a position where you don't want to lose God. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. So that you understand it better. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. Habakkuk, Let's read verse 1. Not 2. 1. I will stand upon my watch. The tower. And set me upon the tower. You see that? And will watch to see what he will say unto me. He, this man doesn't want to miss an information. Now we are reading all this so that we will see what it means to focus on the Lord Jesus. Throughout scriptures, God has told his people to do things diligently. Looking diligently. Be like the man on the tower. Do it diligently. Do it, number one, for yourself. Number two, do it for others. 
Sometimes you are a wife. Stand upon the tower of your family before your husband gets into trouble. Stand there. When a certain girl is coming around your husband, you can't ask questions. You are sleeping, my sister. Wake up. Stand on the tower and watch. And no husband should say you are spying me. He has the right to look, to look, to look into your affairs if there is nothing wrong with you. And the church said, Amen. Don't carry your independence into marriage. You lost it when you married. Your phone is no more your phone. Yes. If a husband, somebody calls your husband and your wife, the wife is the one who pick it, he has the right to ask, Who are you? And he can't say, But you two, who are you? No, then you won't speak to the person. Can we be that radical? That's it. There are some things, brothers and sisters, if you don't do it diligently, it can affect not only you but others. Leaders of this church, I told you about two weeks ago when we had a meeting downstairs that God has set you upon the towers of this church to watch, watch, and again I say watch. And if you are one of us in our church, we will watch. I mean, I mean we will watch you. We watch over your soul. Do you understand? Praise God. Hallelujah. The church said, Amen. Amen. There are watchers in the church. And it is to be done diligently. How I have to watch for your sake. I have to watch for your sake. Not only watching over you, that is secondary. I have to watch over my own life so that I don't bring reproach upon the name of Jesus Christ. Exodus chapter 15, the verse number 26, you see how God instructs his people to do things diligently. Exodus 15, 26. And said, if thou would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. So to be diligent in spiritual matters was as old as the Old Testament. Exodus 15, 26. 15, 26, Exodus. Now let's come to Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. Deuteronomy 4, 9. Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul. What is the word that follows? Keep thy soul what? One more time. Keep thy soul what? Amen. If somebody is sleeping, it is too serious. Wake the person up. Amen. You may sleep in August, but not now. Wake up. The year is very fresh. You need something to help you. Can you say amen? Before I, I, I even proceed with the message, I want to show you how serious it is. Listen, in life, you are not done for until you lose control over your soul. So matters determine whether you are a victim or a victim. So matters. 
soul matters. Matters of the soul. So he said, keep that soul diligently. I tell people, if you lose, for instance, your job, you have not lost anything. Come on, wake up, cheer up. You can get something. You should read the story of Abraham Lincoln. You should see the failure that pursued him. If he was in Africa, we would say that his house is hard. Just go and look at it. You see it. But he rose to become the president, the esteemed president of the United States of America because he was not defeated in his soul. The real catastrophe in life is what happens to your soul, not what happens outside your soul. That's why you must come to church. To be strengthened in your inner man, the soul. You become emboldened. And things have not changed. But instead, you are gliding victoriously because you are in charge of the soul. Amen. Amen. This one too is a job for people, like people are creating vision for people. It's also a job because some people they have lost it, they are discouraged. Then there are others who are motivational speakers. And you know, they put fire, they, they, they have a certain way they talk and they get money. Just talking so that you will feel good. And when they go, you calm down. <laughs> nobody will cast vision for you and nobody will motivate you you are going to have your own vision looking onto jesus and you are going to motivate your own self because you are feeding your soul with the word of god can i have an amen you will rise up and prophesy because your soul is enlivened is quickened you never curse yourself how how, how dare you curse yourself you are loaded with daily strength from 1st january to 14th january and out of the fullness of your heart the abundance of your heart your mouth begins to speak you prophesy you speak words to encourage to fortify to consolidate your gains and to move on listen this church, let me teach you what prophecy means. Listen. Uh, uh, what dress did you wear to? Uh, the color of the dress you wore to uh, work on Friday. Yellow. Of course, I saw you. Now, if I come here and I say, uh, can you stand up for me? Friday, you were wearing yellow. It is not, it is not prophecy. Don't look at me with chimpanzee eyes. I'm reading from the Bible. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
I thought you were in a church who understands. Last week, last two weeks, you understood. Last week, you understood. You still understand. This one, any hungry fetish priest can do it. Mad men have seen me, mad men, and were prophesying. They saw me as a man of God. Am I not a man of God? Mad men, in Kedetia, mad men. Next week, I'll bring a madman to church to come and preach. Because he can say things. This is where many people have become victims. Okay? I pray for you, you will be like me. And you will be like me. You will understand that the Son of Man has come. And has given us understanding. Let me start from your own self. Sit down, please. Get up and talk to yourself from the word of God. You are prophesying. And the church said, Amen. Sorry. Yes. How many of you will speak about yourself? Praise God. Hallelujah. It's like you come under the shower and then it is falling on you. You speak the word of God over yourself. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I am the head and not the tail. Speaking good things. Yesterday I was listening to something about Charles Spurgeon. In 16 something or whatever, 18, whatever it was. A certain man came to their house. He saw the boy. He said, ah, this boy, he likes God. He likes God. Then the man just looked at him. He said, this boy, he'll be a preacher. He'll be a preacher. He said this, this, this and that. Exactly what the man said, it came to pass. Encouraging words. Soul uplifting words. Is this a Bible? It's not. Give me your Bible. I want to show you something. How many of you uh, know that Mary was not a prophet? What do you know Mary for? What, what do you know Mary for? Oh, you, you don't know. Mary is what? It's an apostle. <laughs> huh? Miss Mary. Glory to God. Why am I reading this? I want you to do this. Some of you, if you do this, by the time you get to my office, you will say that, Pastor, I don't need you anymore. And I'll be like, what, what, what have I done? I don't need you anymore. Because you got healed before you got there. Understand 
the ramifications of prophecy. Yeah, yeah, then. Or two new grand and bedding mic, and I'm just a cancer man here. What is it? And for what you need to do, and come to now, okay, can they make a person even? That is, it is, it is nowhere. I know, ni baby, ah. Apostle Shayelu Friday, Oberi. No, me busa, Oberi. Eh? Frank, I'll be heading. Sadia, no, catch up, Apostle Frank, I'll be heading. And Mary said, Luke chapter 1, verse 46, sit down, my sister. My soul does magnify the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. For he has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. When you think of Mary, what do you think of? Blessed. She is what? Brother, prophesy alongside me. Come on, read it. Luke chapter 1, the verse number 46. Verse number 46. Kick Mary out of there and speak these words to yourself. Speak it to yourself. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. For he has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, for behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. I see somebody that from henceforth all generations shall call you blessed. 50 years from now, they will pick a book and they say, who wrote this book? What a blessing that the person is. To me, they shall call you blessed. You are not living for the weekend or for the end of the month. You are looking for, you are living for generations to call you blessed. For he he is mighty, he that is mighty has done to me great things and holy is his name. So you see, you see both prediction and then you just see statements. Not predicting anything, and yet they are all prophecies. And so, who say bia or can send me yet bia or predict and our cabby bia to no moment or some come. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. What's in an overbrow? So, every I want to talk to us, I want to talk to us. He has shown strength with his arm, he has scattered the proud in the imaginations of their hearts. What's in order then, sir? To me, a woman, a boy, a woman, so for any tough. He, he is not predicting anything, but he is speaking words of power. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He didn't say he's wearing yellow shirt. He is saying things that consolidates, fortifies, stabilizes, establishes. Because 
with those things. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yes. He has hoping his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers to Abraham and to his seed forever. Now, so that you will know that it's a prophecy, let me come to verse 39. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah. And entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Lisbeth. Good morning or grace to you, whatever. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. This year it shall come to pass. You will come to church and a brother will say grace to you. And suddenly something will happen in your spirit and you will start prophesying. I said this shall come to pass. A sister shall meet a sister. When you say grace to you, then immediately you will start prophesying. It is well with you. One time, I walked with a certain woman to where our flag is. When she got there, I was standing there with, with her. No choir, nothing, no church service. When we got there, she saw the thing that we did. Then she started opening her mouth. Ba, 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 ba. What are you talking about? Not what I was wearing yesterday. Or I will wear tomorrow. Leave us alone. Say amen. Amen. This church, you will be a prophetic police. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are thou among women. She spoke out with a loud voice. Now, 41. Don't let us miss details here. Where prophecy comes from. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe lived in her womb. There was a cake. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. This year you'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. I said you'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh yes, filled with the Holy Ghost. And she speak out with a loud voice. It was a blast. What is it? Because it comes with a note of certainty. So what you say? Oh, means I believe it's a man. I won't say man. I am come say. I am come say. I don't know. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But prophecy comes with the sound of a trumpet. It comes with what? This year, the trumpet of the Lord will be on your mouth. Amen. I say it will be on your mouth. Amen. And you will blast. I say you will blast. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. You speak words of power. Yeah. To me, sir. And it will build you up. It will not put fear in you. It will build you up. It will not put fear in you. The charge to focus. Just a small digression on teaching you on something prophetic. Say, 
But the point I want you to know is that throughout scriptures, God has told his people to do things diligently. And if there is anything diligently we must do, of all the diligently things, it is looking unto Jesus. Brothers and sisters, look up here. At the moment, there is too much in the religious and secular world to distract you. Too much. Distraction. Yes. You have to be disciplined. What's With all the social What's media things, be highly disciplined. Distraction has never been too high like the days we live in. Distraction. I was in the house. My, my, my daughter brought me her bag. Even her bag. I've not seen some before. Her bag, there, is, uh, there are plugs on it for USB in the, in the bag. USB uh, audio. Just say, you're connected bag no, to, not to, to distract you. So for say, oh, fear and body bag, but bag in a bag, you know, you will. USB, a woman, it's like what, what, what sells now is what must distract you. I had to say, phones distractions, say, media distractions, media, worldly entertainment, your own personal problems. But this year I've shown you problems. How come <laughs> you will not be distracted? Jesus, be on the table. Some problems. You baby a problem. Problems. But in the name of Jesus, I will not be distracted. I'm looking at the law. This guy can stop me. The one behind me can stop me. This one will not stop me. I look unto Jesus. And the church said, Amen. Amen. This shall be very sweet. Can you say Amen? Amen. Look diligently. Now, the question is, why look diligently? It leads us to the next thing, the caution. The caution. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Looking diligently, lest any man, lest, you see, Caution, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Now, church, look here. A proper balance of the gospel is not only the privilege, knowing the privileges, but also the caution in the gospel. Yes, listen to the questions. For instance, Colossians 1.28. Colossians 1.28. Colossians 1.28. Uh, Whom we preach, warning 
every man please understand we warn people of certain things in the gospel Warning. Acts 20 31. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years I ceased not to warn everyone. That is proper Christianity. Not only, you know, you want to hear blessings, blessings, I'm going forward to where? You must know the cautions in the gospel too. A first class road that gives you access to your destination also have road signs on them. If you love your life, obey it. This week, a ghastly accident happened somewhere. A family of, of, of a family, father, mother, I think uh, three children, and then the in-law of the husband has come to visit them. They were in a Honda going. Then, head on collision. All of them died. It was it was left with the husband who is in a critical condition now. All of them, children died, wife died, the in-law, the wife's parents who came to visit them and they were just going. They all died. Good signs, important. So we see our Shebi, who will be a seer. Kunu ojere ene nema ena kunu no enso nom enso so besrae omu inati kemo omu wiya manika ni kunu nuko ano kuano. Your woman, the more thing. And you want to make us say, Oh, a quiet, a quiet yatu honor, a quiet dasso, a quiet dasso, no acatoin, a dasso, and to be our bed dasso. But that quinus. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Oh, dear, dear, make a so what cautions it is shakobonus. So, hey, sometimes when I'm traveling, cautions is not easy. I prefer also to see who took my yako, why the man on your bed, caution. Very important. What kind of cautions? Number one, fasten your seat, but I'm giving to you in, a, in, in, in quick successions. Number one, the possibility of failing of the grace of God. Look at the same Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Looking diligent, lest or else. You fail of the grace of God. Failure means you did not make it. Has it happened before? It has happened. It is happening. And it shall happen. Look at Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. If we are here, say Amen. Amen. And you will not fail in Jesus' name. Can I have a good amen? amen? Hebrews chapter 3 from verse 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Amen. 
this is what can happen to you. He's saying, but exalt one another daily, hey, daily, daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. What's the name? Mom said, Yeah, yeah, Bonnie and Adam will be not one year as sorting into the Pia my greatest times in conversation with my wife is when we are talking about the word of God. I mean, I like it. There's nothing to talk about, actually. I'm not interested in anything. So, see, a prayer in a nikain and nitipani, a brown and a yenikasano would dim come more a ferrad yasemo. Daily, the pia. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Wherefore, it is said, today if you hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. Now, look, look at verse 19. Verse 19. So we see that they failed. They could not enter in because of unbelief. Possibility of failing of the grace of God. Was it after you will say, One to me, Uncle Muminumuno, if you say, One year, it's possible. Chapter 6 of Hebrews, from verse 4. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened, Hebrews says, For and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. And have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. Look at it. You have tasted of the good word. You were hearing God's messages. Verse 6. If they shall fall away. If they shall fall away. To renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put into an open shame. What I'm saying is that it is possible to fail of the grace of God. Therefore, look diligently. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 20. Second Peter 2 20. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. He will start drinking more than he used to drink. He will start womanizing more than he used to. All the dirty things come back and come back in greater measure. Twenty-two. But it is happening unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again. How dogs do that? If he even stays in the house of the president and he vomits, you will go for it. You can't understand. And the soul that was washed to her wallowing in the mire, these two animals. You will not be a dog and you will not be a soul. <laughs> Can you say amen? Amen. So that is why you must look diligently. 
the warning is the possibility of failing. Number two, warning. The springing up of root of bitterness. Hebrews 12, 15. Looking diligently, lest any man fill the grace of God. One, two, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. What say? Amen. Amen. Everybody shake yourself. Shake yourself. Shake yourself. And sit upright. Warning is coming. Amen. Amen. Under God. Listen. No bitterness is justified no matter what happened to you all that i'm trying to say is that you have no right to be bitter period end of story peter you have no right to be bitter my mother did not look after me you have no right to be bitter my father he Abandon us and went to some. You have no right to be bitter. Bitterness leads to death, spiritual death. It is a spiritual poison that kills and causes mass murder. People are carrying deadly weapons of bitterness more than people are carrying daggers and walking around genesis 34 verse 7 genesis 34 7 and the sons of jacob came out of the field when they heard it their sister had been defiled you know raped by some people and when they came and they heard it, that's what I'm saying that no matter what happened, you bitterness is not justified. And the men were grieved. You can be grieved, but after that, be healed. And they were very rough, angry, because he had wrought folly in Israel in lying with Jacob's daughter, which thing ought not to be done. <laughs> One real boy, now one bow and so full ye, if he said, Second, I a new dear, oh, Israel, one year could papa die, na ye a year to a When you hear things, be careful how you react. What things someone ya hear, said the obesia down with yachere. If your heart is shifting to the wrong position, bring it back to the right position. So, Wakuma, El Kobe, Bia, and ya, Pabre, Bia, Tene, twenty five, and it came to pass on the third day. Oh, when they were so, the two of the sons of Jacob. Now, what this means is that. Uh, <laughs> after that incident, the guys came, you know, and said, oh, uh, we want to actually marry, you know, it happens in our culture. If you have impregnated this one, then marry her. But I, I have my exception. If you are not interested, it is not by force. Can you say amen? Amen. This guy who is not a, 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 a rascal, how is he going to live his life after he has married you? So sometimes, if that thing happens, it shouldn't happen. But in case it happens, which it should not happen. So it should not happen. So let's stop. <laughs> it won't happen. Say amen. Amen. 
But here, they came and then they said, okay, bring us a dowry. You know, so I don't want to teach you so that you say, okay, what happens? What can I do? There's nothing to do, so don't let it happen. So they, 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 they came and said, they said, we are Jews. Dowry is not enough. When you are bitter, your mind becomes darkened. So on the third day, I then you Boys, I am ready. And it came to pass on the third day when they were saw, brothers and sisters, it is not the sword that killed them. It was the bitterness in them that went to kill them. The sword has no power to kill. Bitterness took the sword and killed people. So, he said, they were saw that two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Daniel's brethren, took each man his sword because they were bitter and came upon the city boldly and slew all the males. But in answer to the eternity, Chromehofo, Meriman, Yena, Didaho, now what you want, you know, Jacob, Mamma, Bernu, Simon, any lady, I will hear that, and you are Meriman of Fawa, Pia, or Cotusia, Chromeho, so a bra, when any and now, so a cuckoo, Merima, Wokumunina. Mass murder. Bitterness is cancerous. Bitterness is cancerous. Cancer. It's like cancer. It spreads and destroys till many are defiled. Some people can even pass it on to their children like a legacy. You see, this is what happened between me and Mamiakos. I want you to know how you should relate with him and, the, and their children. Do you understand? Yes, I'm telling you, I'm your mother, I'm your this, I'm your that. Then you pass it on to them, and 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 it is continuing. What is wrong with you? Say, I will forbid you to me the mawama, cast your unim. Your damn name, I'm here, cause you tell me, you also who can't be fast or no better now. Now, what you will be a friend of mine, a Some can spread it in the church. I pray we will take the more as a phenomenon. But in the church, if you 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 attempt that, God will trouble those who trouble the church. Be careful what you do in the church because there is a God in the church. Some can destabilize a whole nation with bitterness in the nation. That's why we have to pray for a nation. The election, I'm the one who won. I'm the one who did not, you know, them confusion. Bitter. Fear bitterness in your soul than a dagger in someone's hand. Be careful when you get hurt. Blood can be on your hand when you are hurt. Sometimes it could be the blood of someone you have broken his or heart. That blood can be on you. Sometimes it is the blood of somebody you have betrayed. It can be on your hand. Songs of Solomon chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Songs of Solomon. I want to administer some medicine by the grace of God in case you have been bitter in this place. 
Can you say amen? Amen. Songs of Solomon 2. 1 and 2. I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys. As the lily among the thorns. What I'm saying or the Lord is telling us is that we can keep sweetness in the midst of thorny situations. I am the rose of Sharon. Lily of the valley. As the lily among the thorns. No thorns among thorns. So is my love among the daughters. Wasimi yes, Saron in Shirin, any bunch of musukoko. Said yes, Sukoko, I won't Kasemu etieno. Sana medofuo eti ewo mabawemu. If you look unto Jesus, look here, you will retain sweetness of soul. Sweetness of soul. But it's a wish, yes, Christa, Ubenya, and it's here ewo okremu. There will be there, there, there in your soul. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 8, 21 and 22. Jeremiah 8, 21, 22. For the head of the daughter of my people am I head. Sometimes you can be head because somebody is head. <laughs> yes. Secondary head. I am back. You did this to my friend. I have joined him. Hey. You know, congregation of head people. Association of head people. It's a dangerous association. I am black. Astonishment has taken hold on me. Is there no Bam in Gilead? This guy was honest. Is there no physician? There is a head. Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? There is a Bam in Gilead to heal every bitterness of soul. Was it so what Jeremy Croft won't empty? What Jeremy? We dear were war now who Jeremy at a Jeremy. A drubby Nigilia na I suffer will be any war ana. Now I pay at Dentina. I had a sa any war and Mammy Croft war a preclu. The balm of Gilead is Jesus. Let him heal any bitterness if you have. Gilead, Looking diligently. Lest a root of bitterness spring up in you. Finally, you yeah. can become immoral and godless when you don't look diligently. You become immoral and godless, profane. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16. 12, 16. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Look up everybody. Esau did not literally commit fornication. But there was something immoral that he did. It was the selling of his birthright, which is like fornication. So immorality is not only sexual, it can also be spiritual. Your birthright in Christ, if you sell it, 
if you let it go, you exchange it for anything, you become immoral and godless, profane, worthless is the word, worthless. Watch this warnings and look diligent. That is the way of conquest. Looking diligent. And finally, the consequence. Hebrews 12 17. Open your Bible and stand up, please. Be on your feet. Hebrews 12, 17. Hebrews 12:17. The consequence of foolishness. Explain. Very good. <laughs> For you know how that afterward, when he would have the blessing, these people were Jews. They knew Jacob and the Esau story very well. So he said, for you know that afterward, it means that you are foolish. That is what we are talking about. I'm back. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It means we're foolish. Because at first, you said no. Yeah. You know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. The consequence of foolishness is rejection. Was in the a true a bribia or person in Saka, Nenejaho in Saka Nejaho in Shirano, but the Kamen. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. What? A woman so what did you so pray, sir? When you are doing such that, and so are ye ye. Consequence of foolishness. You will not be like that this year. Amen. You will not be rejected this year. Amen. Lift up your hands. I pray for you. In the name of Jesus. You will not be rejected. Amen. You will not be rejected. Amen. You will not be rejected. Amen. I pray for you that you will not be rejected. Amen. You will be a conqueror. Amen. You will not be rejected. You will not be rejected from your place in Christ. You will not be rejected from your family. You will not be rejected from the house of God. You will not be rejected from your marriage. You will not be rejected from your workplace. I pray the grace of God upon your life. The God who has given us a charge to focus. The God who has cautioned us against failure. The God who has shown us the consequence of foolishness. May that God keep you. Amen. May he preserve you. Amen. May he sustain you. Amen. When you feel being distracted and problems are all around you and want to cause you to deviate, to lose focus, I pray that grace will abound for you. Grace will abound for you. Grace will abound for you. At the end of this year, you will still be serving the Lord Jesus Christ. At the end of this year, you will still be in the house of God. At the end of this year, you will still be holding on to your integrity. At the end of this year, you will still be a righteous man. At the end of this year, you will still be a righteous woman. The grace of God keep you. The grace of God keep you. The grace of God sustain you. 
I pray anybody here whose eyes of vision are becoming dim and you can't see Jesus well. You are seeing Jesus through a smoke screen. I pray that your eyes be enlightened. Let the Holy Spirit anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see well. You will see the Lord of glory. You will see the future that belongs to you and you will not reject and be rejected in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive grace to keep focus in your vision of the Lord. This year you will be a conqueror. This year you will be a conqueror. This year you will be a conqueror. In the hour of temptation you will be a conqueror. In the moment of weakness you will be a conqueror. When people reject you you will be a conqueror. When people receive you you will be a conqueror. Through it all I pray for you. You will be a conqueror. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You will be. Come on, say, I will be. Say, I will be. I will be. I look diligently. I look diligently. I look diligently. Thank you, Father. We look diligently. It is the year of conquest for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's celebrate the Lord one more time. Glory to God. Let's celebrate Jesus. He alone is worthy. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message today. Visit us on Facebook at GTTI Page Today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, the future belongs to us, we believe.